Yes, he is. How drunk can we get here? How drunk can we get in here, amen? <laughs> Against the drunken glory, there is no law, but Satan still thinks there is. How many of y'all know the devil is a liar? That uh, against the spirit, there is no law, because the spirit is the law. Uh, Amen? Amen. <laughs> hey, I'm glad a couple of you are feeling real good in here. And by a couple of you, I mean the marriage supper of the Lamb. And you're a couple. You and the great I am. We don't single anyone out. That's what we do when we have doubt and we go about with a pout. Amen. <laughs> but when we go into the glory, we tell his story. And we're always together in the angel feather. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let the, the most fruitful drinkers come up into the front to help me in this outpouring. Whoever's got the most fruit of the Spirit, Tutti Fruity, come up front. Tutti Fruity and Patootie. If you, if you have the Tutti Fruity, if you have exceedingly abundant joy, which means uh, you're in heaven and not hell right now, come to the front. And we'll work on everyone in hell, amen, because we're a, a witness of the resurrection. Because we know it's an infection of joy. I've been infected with joy, amen? I've been infected with a contagious joy of the glory realm of the gospel of the angel, releasing it midair. Which means it's easy to enter into by simply breathing in the glory and getting Satan out of your hearts. Amen? Deliverance is by the breath of life every single time. The Bible says, if by the breath of life I drive out whatever, how many of y'all know it's just a big whatever? It's not a big devil, it's a little tiny devil. And the breath of the gospel, of the life of the I am, which is a cloud of joy in this place, is your deliverance as the chosen race. There's a song in my heart. My deliverer is coming. My deliverer is standing by. My deliverer is coming. My deliverer is standing by. Amen. Yes. STDs. Spiritually transmitted deliverances. Summer of 2022, I prophesy, is a summer of STDs. Of spiritually transmitted deliverances. And just, if you see someone without joy right now, falling short of the glory, just pour your deliverances on their head. And if they're already delivered, give them more. 
You can never have too much deliverance. I mean, what's gonna happen? Gemstones coming out of your eyeballs? I mean, let's get with it in the glory. Somebody says, I'm in the angry glory. <laughs> I'm in the righteous indignation glory. I believe you. I have faith for literally anything. The glory cloud cannot be exaggerated because it is the p possibility and the potential of everything and anything all the flippin' time. All the flippin' out time in the glory. You cannot exaggerate what I'm about to do, says the Lord God Almighty through you. It cannot be an overestimated fact because you are in the Creator's throne zone drunken glory in a festival of the wine cellar that never runs dry, which means you can always fly high in the sky in the great by and by. <laughs> He's given you permission to never come down so you never act like a clown or end up with a frown. The frustration and irritation, there is a deliverance for you today in the greater glory. And so just breathe it in, put it into your heart and get a fresh start so your life doesn't end up like a dog fart. You ever smelled a dog fart after eating canned beans? It is the most detestable thing is start gagging and whatever you had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner yesterday, you start to be able to taste it in the back of your mouth. If I don't get <laughs> if I don't get out of here into a puke bucket somewhere, I'm gonna throw up all over the place. And if that's you tonight, I just want you to bring your puke bag like you're on an airplane because we're going up violently, rapidly ascending in an F6, F-16 with Jesus Christ, our maverick, Top Gun. Amen? And Tom Cruise, we just love you so much and we pour out the glory from our bellies right on your Scientologist brain. Don't you love Scientologists? Don't you love transvestites? Don't you love sinners? Do you have a great love for sinners? Jesus was a lover of sinners. He loved the tax collector. He loved the obedient. He loved the disobedient. He loved the Pharisee and the Sadducee. He didn't just love them, he liked them. He'd smile when he looked at them. He'd get them drunk. He was drunk on love constantly. The demons didn't like it, but the soul inside liked it, and they said, I'm gonna come to you secretly at night. <laughs> For fear of the Jews, the Bible says. That's all right, you gotta start somewhere. Some people fear the Jews, which is politics. That's who's in charge of all your US politics in the 16 branches of the United States of America. Some people have the fear of the Jews and they come to Jesus at night because they're interwoven into natural systems of the IRS and things like that, you know? Like, at night, for fear of the Jews. You know the fear of the Jews? 
is living a natural life. John chapter 3. Now, this is scripture. Don't look at me with a deer with your eyes bulging out of your head right now. I'm talking about the Bible. I mean, for fear of the Jews, the Bible says that Nicodemus came to Jesus Christ that night. How many of y'all are in the fear of the Jews coming to Jesus Christ that night? Not me. I'm not going to lie to you. You know I don't fear the Jews. I'm not even going to lie to you. I love the Jews so much that I'll be a witness to the mountaintops of Jacob, but I have no fear of the 16 branches of the U.S. government, of any sector of anything, of cops, of police, of any... I mean, it's madness to have fear of the natural realm, and he's turned my madness into gladness, in the glory. Now, anything you have fear of Jews of tonight, your deliverance is as close as the air you breathe. And the, the fear of the Jews is also the fear of religion and performance and not being good enough, not being accepted, not being spiritual enough. Hebrews demand signs and wonders, not having enough signs and wonders. You know, like people pleasing in the charismatic glory church and I'm not mature enough. I don't have enough fruit or I, I'm not drunk enough or I'm, I'm not rich enough or I'm not young enough or all these. That's the fear of the Jews. It's the fear of the natural realm. For fear of the natural realm and any kind of acceptance in the realm of the natural, we come to Jesus Christ at night and we're like, I know that you are a man sent from God because nobody can deliver us from the realm of the natural unless they be sent from God. That's the message translation. Or maybe just the mess translation. Anybody into the mess? I am big time. That's your own personal paraphrase and you better get one because that's your testimony of the Word of God made your flesh. Time to get your mess translation. You need to read the message enough, you get your own mess. And the Word of God will make a mess of you because it's an animal about to be sautéed, deep fried, baptized, cut up into little pieces, digested over and over again, made into fertilizer, bearing fruit, and then the fruit is eaten and digested, the seed is sown, and 25 harvests later, you're standing there as the tree of life, like, what just happened? 25 life cycles deep into the recycling of the tree of life in the glory. It's called a spiritual adult in this place. Amen? Some of you are on your first couple life cycles and you're not sure if you get digested by the soil of the Garden of Eden if you come back as anything good. I'm going to cling to my two little grapes that I got this season since I found out about the prof the prophets, the prophetic, the glory, freedom. I'm fresh out of religion. I'm fresh out of rebellion. I'm learning how to kill the goat, kill the calf, having a little bit once in a while of fun with my friends. Not all the time. Sometimes I'm serious. Sometimes I'm sad. I don't have grapefruit, but I have two grapes. And I'm clinging to them, Lord Jesus. That's the only joy I've ever felt. My entire human life. He understands that, soldier. He understands that, grunt. Swashbuckler. Scallywag. Or as they say in the PlayStation 5, newbie. 
He understands that, you freaking noob. Hey, man. It's not a bad thing to be a noob. In the glory boob. Which is El Shaddai, the many-breasted one, amen? Some of y'all just need to drink the milk of the glory in this place, but babies know how to drink as soon as they're birthed. We can't even pucker up to the nipple of God the Father's breasts. Wow. Seriously. If you can't drink the breast milk of God, you'll be stuck in Nimrod. Write that down in your Revelation notebook. Make that a t-shirt. Because it is the truth anyhow. Not to be shocking, just to be free in the glory to tell you the truth that we're ashamed to be infants of Christ. Unless you enjoy your youth in Christ, you can't develop as a spirit being. You don't get to go from zero to 33. You go to zero to one. Like little children, you inherit the kingdom. And the kingdom is ruled by little children such as these. It's a reference to free spirits. The kids were running around and the disciples were offended because they're religious and haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit yet. Their brain is not pickled in joy. They were irritated all the time and put legal legalism and rules and regulations and restrictions of the religious demon on everyone. They didn't know any better because they had not yet received the Spirit. So the Bible says they had no understanding of heaven or the glory realm or the new covenant at all. Not, not even our great apostles John understood he's fighting over who's going to have the best position at the right and the left hand of Jesus. And how cool that he writes that in his own Bible, his own gospel that he writes with his own flesh. The Bible is the manifestation of the flesh because men had to write it with their hands. That's the best carnal, fleshly manifestation of all time. The scriptures are pure carnal flesh because it came through men's flesh by inspiration of the possession of the Holy Ghost just like all you flapping in the wind tonight and the glory you keep going you might write something so inspired someone reads it and gets transported into the house of wine or they'll be fine in the dine of Jesus Holy Ghost some people get so energized you just need to give them a Holy Ghost straight jacket <laughs> oh forgive me Lord do you guys mind if you guys come in here to get delivered or we're we just going to celebrate the wine and the levels we already have do you guys want to grow like, how far do we want to push the envelope of your spiritual progress through the devouring of your souls? I go all the way with you guys. I just don't know if you like me afterwards. I mean, how much are you willing to put on the altar tonight is the question for how much glory, delight, and heavenly flight. Give us the straight jacket. Yeah, we'll give you the straight way. Amen. It's the straight and narrow way. The Bible calls the way of the Lord a straight way. Because he grew up as a tender shoot, Isaiah 11. He grew straight up, vertical ascension, from glory to glory, the growing and the favor and the wisdom that Jesus Christ of Nazareth grew in was growing up vertically in dimensions 
of supernatural angelic realms. So by the time he's 30, listen man, the Spirit of God conceives this dude. Alright, he's a dude with a big D. Worship the dude. We need, you need to assign a bumper sticker on the back of your car that says, Worship the dude with a big D. Then you might reach Californians instead of being frickin' Pharisees with your Christian language that they just are appalled by. I mean, if you can't have freedom to have your own translation of the Bible, then the Word's not made your flesh. I mean, you had to be correct to the spirit of the Word because you got the Holy Ghost. If you have an unholy ghost, you might pervert it into some kind of mirror translation or something. <laughs> With all those weird Gnostics that are trying to save the principalities, we know you got to stay in the glory. You got to stay in the fire, in the baptism of fire. But once you're in the fire, go wild. See, people think there's this restricting thing. No, that's a demon in you. There's no restricting thing. The fire makes you go free and wild in every direction. <laughs> Amen. The fire is your freedom from the flesh. The fire is your freedom from your brain and your mind and your thoughts. The fire is the freedom from the devil, the sin in the world. Nobody has ever overcome the world except through the baptism of the fire that Jesus Christ baptizes with, the one who comes after me, whose Balenciagas I'm not fit to untie, they're sock shoes. That's why he couldn't untie them. They don't even have laces. You seen them? They're like water moccasins. Probably Crocs. That's why John the Baptist couldn't untie them. No laces. Sound doctrine, bro. <laughs> People are so demon-possessed with religion and cursed in religion that if you joke about the things of God, they think you're mocking God. You're actually mocking Satan. Satan is not God. Tell your neighbor, Satan is not God. Amen. The joy of the Lord is God. That's what the Bible says. The joy of the Lord is God. The anointing makes glad. The anoint Jesus Christ said his mission to earth was that you'd have freedom and abundant life. Do you understand that the eternal angelic gospel is to free you for having fun all the time in the glory? What about responsibilities? Well, you got to give them to the glory. I mean, you're not even responsible unless you're in the glory. There's no responsibility in the flesh. There's no wisdom in the flesh. There's no joy in the flesh. It's in the glory realm. The Father is so joyous that all of the works of Jesus, His reward was simply entering the Father, which the Bible says, joy, perfect joy. The description of the realm of the glory is called perfect joy. And it's pretty obvious the ones that have found it, because they're fried in their personality in the oil of joy called the anointing of the anointed one and all the layers of their soul, personality, and skull dripping this fresh oil every day. He anoints my head with fresh oil. When you're younger in the Lord, it's an external oil because you don't know how to make your own oil. Everyone starts out a foolish virgin. You become wise by growing in wisdom, by killing beasts and mixing wine. Proverbs 9.1, it is written. Wisdom is learning how to make more oil out of your spirit.
spirit's ability and then sharing it with your heart so that your blood can pump it through your bones so your face shines brighter than the noonday sun. Amen? You're as wise as you are happy. Not the happiness of the sinner, the happiness of the winner. The happiness of the grinner. Amen or oh me. So the Lord wants you to have the cheese of heavenly Jerusalem tonight. Because people get way too serious in the demon. And they forget about how the oil... And listen, you mature in the things of the Lion and Tribe of Judas, the joy, the joy that roars. The seriousness of the joy is the seriousness of heaven. C.S. Lewis said, joy is the serious business of heaven. I'm talking about serious joy, not even joking around when you're joking around in the joy. But you are seriously, purposely, intentionally focused on getting completely whacked on the glory all the time because that is the realm of the glory that makes the world spin. You can't even have heaven on earth unless you get totally blasted in the oil. The Bible teaches that the oil of joy is the only salvation in existence and if you lose your salvation it's because you lost your joy. Lord restore the joy of our salvation. The Bible teaches that the losing of your joy is the losing of your salvation. So once you get it back by just blasting the devil out of you and sin and seriousness and agreeing with Satan, start to agree with the anointed one in his joy, which is the anointing oil, then you start to cling and take more seriously joy as the very mantling of your soul's salvation, of your personality's salvation, of your mind's salvation. You need salvation in your mind so bad that the armor of God in the helmet area is called the helmet of salvation. Which means this is the place you lose it in your head and end up dead. That's why you gotta believe what he said and not what she said, which is the Jezebel sourness spirit that's always not dancing at the party, like Ramses. It's the spirit of Egypt that works in the brain that makes you go insane, the maggots of the Beezleboo or Beezlebub. <laughs> Those maggots are planted in the brain so that you're concerned about Joe Biden. You're actually literally controlled in your souls by world events. All you can talk about is gun control from school shootings. This is a real issue. This is, no, it's not. It's not a real issue. Get the devil out of you. It's a constructed issue from the deep state of Luciferian Freemason warlocks and has nothing, literally zero to do with the kingdom of heaven and what the glory of God's doing. Stop being distracted. We read yesterday in Hebrews 11 so that you would not be distracted. You have to be focused on the glory on heaven, on the things of Jesus and his angels in New Jerusalem and overcoming the world, because these distractions, according to the Bible in Hebrews 11, is what pulls you out of your salvation joy. <laughs> I just want to read this, then we'll go back to Hebrews 11 about the distraction. People get distraction by things around them. You know, the distraction of things around you is the losing of your joy in your face. And the losing of the joy in your mind. It's the losing of being saved in the helmet. Now your spirit's saved, but your soul ain't, and that's why you're sour 
and not in his power. <laughs> See, there's a trinity. You have a spirit, soul, and body. You got to get your soul saved to the same measure that your spirit saved. Spirit salvation is not the end deal. That's fire insurance. Spirit salvation is whoopty frickin' do, congratulations. You know, like, we're really excited for it, and we love evangelism, but anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now get your soul saved, which means getting your mind and your heart and your blood and your bones just as happy as God the Father's goodness and the Lamb of God's goodness in the Garden of Eden all the time. That has rarely happened in the history of the world. And when you start to save your soul, that's when it has dramatic outpourings of the glory into the realm of the natural. And you start to disciple nations. Go and disciple nations. What is the nation? Hebrew word ethnicities or DNA. When you're hitting them in the realm of the flesh, you're hitting them in the realm of the bones, you're hitting them in the realm of their brains. When you hit the brains with your spirit who's saved and transformed your soul in the oil of joy, in the glory cloud of his gladness, then you begin to change the world. Then you're not fighting over gun control. You're fighting over losing control in the glory. Everybody jumps in the river. The only thing on the newspaper is revival everywhere. There's no bad news. And that day is soon approaching as you get out of world events into kingdom events. As you get out of distractions into focus. Woo! It's pretty wild how people aren't focused, but this will help you focus. 1 Samuel 17, 18. And take these 10 cheeses. Just say cheeses. Jesus. Hey, this is the Bible now. You better honor the word, brother. First Samuel 17, 18. Take these ten cheeses. You know what your problem is? You don't have ten cheeses. You're thinking about the ten antichrists of revelations, those microchips, guillotines. You might have ten things that you're focused on in your brain, but the Bible says take ten cheeses. When you start to think about cheese, it's like, that's just a luxury item. Really? Cheese? What does that have to do with my electric bill? How's that gonna bless my freaking soul in here? I want religion, brother. Give me, give me teaching. No, God's not giving you teaching. God's giving you cheeses. Cheeses. Read your word now. 1 Samuel 17, 18. Take 10 cheeses. Take these 10 cheeses to the commander of their thousand. See how your brothers fare and bring some token from them. Which means lighten up, dude. Have a drink and chill out. Stop getting caught up in how bad the devil's life is. And go get some good cheese. <laughs> and take fare. And encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. Here's another verse for you. This one will really encourage you. This is Second Samuel. Just say Samuel. Samuel. Amen. We need Samuel. Second Samuel 17:29. Honey, curds, sheep and cheese of cows for David and the people with him to eat for they said the people are hungry <laughs> amen and they're weary and they're thirsty in the wilderness 
So what comes to you when you're in your soul, trapped in your world of emotions? The Bible says the wilderness is the soul of the woman. How do we come out of the soul realm of self into this place where you are totally satisfied, blessed and happy on the glory all the time called the promised land? You're born again to live in the promised land, but you go through a wilderness, which is the transformation of your soul. So you're aware of your soul, you're looking at yourself all the time, so you're ending up with sadness and sorrow and demon possession, demonic influences, and things are up and down, good days, bad days, and it's just a complete mess. The reason why is because the mess is handled in the wilderness. God is cleaning up your mess by bringing you honey, angels of honey, angels of curds, which is favor, sheep, new clothes, cheese, delicious food and drink, spiritually, mentally, morally, physically, you need it all, guys. You got to bring salvation to every part of you, spirit, soul, mind, and body, or you're going to be a mess. Your joy cannot be complete unless you're encouraged and refreshed in spirit and in soul and in mind and in body and in bank account. If your bank account is not refreshed, you'll be sorrowful all the time. And it's like, you have to bring the honey, the curds, the sheep, the cheese, and the cows for David and the people with them to eat. For they said, the people are hungry, weary, and thirsty in the wilderness. 2 Samuel 17, 29, it is written, you have to refresh the entire person spiritually, morally, mentally, physically, and financially in Jesus name otherwise they're not gonna have perfect joy and joy that abounds there will be something in there that will be spoiling your joy this is what the feast of God the Father's glory is for God's glory is honey your word is honey on my lips the entrance of the Word of God gives light and your word is honey. What is the land of milk and honey? It's discovering the goodness of the glory of your Father in heaven and in your belly and in your heart and in your mind and in your bones, in your organs, in your marrow, in your skin, in the hairs of your chinny chin chin. Just say, in my chin hairs. I know, we've been looking at that, ladies. <laughs> the bearded woman, bride of Christ, because we are the beard of Aaron. The bride is Aaron's beard of Psalms 133. Amen. Let every eye see the bearded lady. You take that personally. I tell you what, hair represents glory in prophetics. It's okay to be a hairy lady. Mm -hmm. We're not even offended. I'm encouraged by how much hair there is on ladies' faces because the prophetic has redeemed all things and makes them valuable for the joy of salvation. Everything is funny. Everything is laughable. If you can't laugh at yourself, listen, the devil is. Just look at your soul and go, ha, 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 ha. And then you got to say, he, 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 he. Don't end there. You need the ha, 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 ha. He, 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 he. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Amen. Until it bubbles up. Until joy just bubbles up and it's 
your spirit laughing at your soul all the time as just a funky monkey. Amen. You know, the soul is, a, is an animal. And people that take it seriously, they're in sourness all the time. But when you're in your spirit and you see the resolution, the end result of salvation of your spirit consuming your soul, it's all funny because you're laughing at every degree of self and soul and mind and money and marketplace. If you can't laugh in business, the devil's got you. Your personality is in bondage to demon spirits of greed and striving and working by the sweat of your brow. The, you need the fresh oil into your marketplaces. You need the fresh oil into your ministries. You need the fresh oil into your relationships. You need the oil of salvation, the oil of joy to save you continuously and never stop up the flow. And when you do, you go back to the place where you grow, which is the grace of the Lord Jesus in your spirit, which is in your belly. When you're in your spirit, you realize there's more than enough. I'll never run dry. The moral truly of the story of Elijah and the widow and her son and running out in the famine in the land that Elijah caused. So he goes to the poorest person that, uh, in the famine that the prophet of God had caused by the word that stopped the rain to deal with the sins of Jezebel and Ahab. And so the prophet shuts down the economy of the nation in the Bible, then goes to the poorest person in the nation, which is a widow, and says, give me dinner tonight. And like, I only have enough for me and my boy, and then we're going to eat it, and the Bible says, and die. <laughs> That's the poverty mentality that there's not going to be more. Holy, hallelujah. Oh, ho, ho, ho. we're going after the poverty spirit tonight in our own souls. You got to kill it in your own soul. I kill it in my soul. That's the dying daily. You die to the goat poverty. You die to the goat pride, you died to the goat religion, you died to the goat seriousness, the goat is serious, like what do I gotta do, what do I need to do, 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 voodoo, do, do, totally bewitched, trying to finish in the soul, what began as a free grace gift, and you just never get it, because now the goat becomes the Christian. I'm a Christian goat, we don't have goats around here, just sheep and lashi, listen, we're teaching on the goat nature. Get a revelation of Luke 15. The goat is something when the soul has taken over and says, um, I don't really know if I have a spirit anymore. So it's conditional to my own effort. And that's why we get really sad instead of really glad because we need to help God because God's not enough. The works of the cross are not enough. Jesus isn't enough. We don't say that out loud, but truly when the soul's in charge, we're faithless, <laughs> hallelujah, and we need the restoration of the joy of salvation, which means he did it all at the beginning, he'll do it all, all the way through, he'll do it all unto completion in you, the author and the perfecter, the finisher of your faith, which is your spirit conquering your soul every wonderful day in the glory. Every day is the best day of your life when you're in your spirit, depending on the Holy Spirit, to grow your spirit through your soul together. That's the father and daughter, the father and son. You need to know the father as the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, you'll be a bastard, an orphan. That's what the Bible says. Those that don't know God the Father as the Holy Spirit raising up their spirit are lost as orphans 
and bastards in their souls. That's why they get into envy and strife and jealousy, competition, all the bad fruits of the demons is because they don't understand the fathering of their spirit through the annihilation of the soul and the mind. If you're in the soul, you're an orphan because that's not where the oil comes from. The oil comes from the spirit. He has planted you as an olive tree by the rivers of his glory. Psalms chapter 1, it is written. That's in the mess translation. It's a paraphrase of the word of reading the Psalms thousands of times made my flesh and living in the word, experiencing the word, and it works on a straight level. It works everywhere. It works in third world nations 20 years in Mexico and in the dirt floors and places where there's no electricity. 20 years of testing this gospel out of every level in North America, in Canada, in Mexico, in the Caribbean, in the islands, in all 24 states, all over the continental USA, from sea to shining sea. The full gospel of the glory works in North America, and I guarantee you, if it works in North America, it works wherever the heck you are right now. It works. The gospel works. You just gotta make room for the gospel. You gotta make room for the gospel. What kind of gospel do you have in you that doesn't work by its own power, by simple faith? Like, oh, we gotta help the word be fulfilled. We had people come in here many years ago planting gemstones. And we had real gemstone signs and wonders. In 2010 and 11, 12, I brought them to jewelers and they verified this is a real diamond. And I still have it downstairs in the, in the case. With the copper and the silver, we have treasure houses in the treasure house. It's wonderful. You're blessed in the glory. And we've tested this stuff with jewelers and it's real diamond. It's real diamond. And then people get so excited and they get into the soul and like maybe we can help people's faith if we plant fake diamonds around the crack house. I remember people were finding them in their shoes. And just as we were about to make videos, the dude's wife came up to me and said, we're so sorry, but my husband actually, in his strange fire, planted false gemstones. I said, what in the world are you doing? I got drunk off and I, I didn't even get angry, I didn't get frustrated because the realm of glory was so overwhelming. We're not angry or frustrated by false deceiving signs and wonders of people's strange fire. We just understood the immaturity and needs to be pastored. When people come into the glory, they lose their freaking minds. They do, and so you, there needs to be senior pastors of the glory realm in order to be a great shepherd of the wildness of the living waters, the wildness of the wine, the wildness of the oil and the fire. When you start to come into heaven on earth and it hits the soul, it hits the mind, the animal goes crazy. Like I've been looking for this in all the wrong places and now I found God on earth and they just go into heavenly just revival. But there's a mixture of flesh that has to be pastored because just because you come into the glory, you still have a body that is liable to the temptations of the evil one, even in revival. Remember, every revival there's ever been has ended because of sin. Sin got into the revival. There's been a thousand revivals the last 6,000 years. We've had hundreds of revivals in North America. We've had revivals just in the last 10, 15 years that were huge, 
awesome revivals and televised revivals with awesome signs and wonders, but every single one of them has ended. And Bob Jones said at the end of the Florida outpouring, which was the last real revival of North America and the whole world, that this is the last Pentecostal revival. The next, the next revival is the bridal revival. That revival will never end. And never-ending revival is going to be based on the maturity of the spirit in full spiritual stature as a pillar of the third heaven through the second heaven completely conquered. It's the overcomer's revival. And the ones that are overcome of all the world, the cosmos, the false light, religion, rebellion, idolatry, immorality, all the sorceries of the fallen angels and all the temptations of the flesh completely and totally conquered thoroughly and thoroughly, you'll have so much revelation to maintain your elevation that it will constantly rain, never-ending revival upon every nation, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. The overcomer's revival. So right now, a lot of you still just overcoming your own sin. Dread champions have overcome the sins of nations. And that's something to be very honored. You need to honor the champions. There's dread champions in every nation. There's champions in Kenya. There's champions in Germany. There's champions in England. There's champions in Canada. There's champions in the USA. There's champions in Mexico. There's champions in every single nation. Champions of nations that are going to lift up a tent of glory through their spirit and soul and mind conquered into the heavenlies that will be a tabernacle of David and will all meet in the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem. Especially when you start eating those cheeses. The reason why is because you start to have fun in the glory, you realize the nature of your father is celebrational. Because the real temptation, once you get into the joy, is to get serious by whatever the demon's doing in reacting to you conquering the second heavens. So the Luciferians, the sorcerers, which are a secret society and every nation has secret societies. It's not just the first world nations of the imperialism of England spreading Freemasonry in the 1500s and everywhere they conquered, Australia, Hong Kong, New, oh, New Zealand. Ooh, there's the devil right there. And all of those first world nations of the imperialism of London, England, and the royal families of Europe and as spreading sorcery in secret societies and fellowship in altars and checkerboards with fallen angels to rule through Luciferian sorcery, which is what we're dealing with here in the deep state. It's Luciferian Freemason sorcery. And you can Google it. There's six million Freemason members of secret society lodges in all the first world nations. Now that is just the imperialist England nations, which USA is one of them. George Washington came from England. And all of those pastors and the constitution and the independence and the settling of the colonies, all of that, they were European Freemasons. Yeah, pastors too. Because remember, these were not Holy Ghost speaking in tongues people. These were religious people who had mixture. And the diabolicalness of that Freemason sorcery has evolved Perhaps it was a Christian fraternity at one point. But when the Scottish Rite was introduced at the end of the 18th century through Albert Pike, then it brought the killing of the King of the Jews ritual, and it was all about working in the invisible realm with angels and conquering the natural realm with angels. Was it second heaven, heaven's angels the whole time? Yes, it was. Absolutely it was. And they just call them angels. And then they make fun of Christians who think the angels are from the third heaven. No, these are second heavens, 
fallen angels, 100% of the time. So you're dealing with all this stuff and junk in the realm of the natural. That's why people are just locked up in, a, in an animalistic form, even as Christians. Because their Christianity has a Luciferian twist to it, which is the God outside of bewitchment of having the second heavens as the third heavens and angels of light as angels of third heavens, but they're angels that fell from heaven. These are all fallen cherubim. So they know how to be glory angels and they know how to be Jesus. They know how to be Holy Spirit because they lived in heaven for an eternity, but they fell and they only thrive off of deceiving souls. So it's all about deception, confusion in the soul realm to keep you animals or keep your mind in the flesh. When you begin to renew your mind to your spirit and become God inside minded, now you're fighting the good fight of faith as true Christian soldiers using the anointing to get the mind out of the outside realm into the internal glory realm of Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of heaven inside the human spirit that's where the fountain of the great deep of salvation and the rivers of the garden of eden flow from john 7 38 out of your belly flows rivers of living water but of this you spoke of the holy ghost Woo. holy ghost Woo. Woo. amen who just destroys this stuff you think the holy spirit is surprised of sorcery sorcery is the complete and total opposite of practicing the Spirit's righteousness. So if anyone practices righteousness of the Spirit, they illuminate sorcery automatically. But if sorcery has conquered you, that means you're oblivious and ignorant to the Spirit's righteousness. Grow in the Holy Spirit's righteousness. I will send the Holy Spirit to you, and He will teach you about me con concerning all things. What? What? How to be a king? Jesus the King, not the only King, King of Kings, King of Kings. Revelation 1 to the kings and the priests of the earth. Obviously he's not on the earth, so he's not talking about himself. He's talking about his brothers and sisters in whom he's not ashamed to call family because we're about the Holy Spirit, our Father's business. Come on now. <laughs> Amen. So it's a kingdom company of family business who know their God, who are doing the great exploits in the great glory, all effortless grace. I mean, if you are doing signs and wonders, you can't burn out. You can't burn out because you're running on the river's energy. This isn't human energy. This isn't starlight from fallen angels. This isn't wandering star Christianity of a hundred thousand different interpretations of the same Holy Bible written by the one Holy Spirit and the one Heavenly Father and the one Jesus Christ. <laughs> Clearly, there's a hundred thousand other Jesus Christ of fallen angels perverting the scripture if you have a hundred thousand different denominations in Christianity. We're going back into the one the one body of the fresh oil and what will bring you in to that place is the joy of the Lord that is going to be like strength and power upon your mind and your senses and your ears and your eyes in your mouths you're going to taste and see that the Lord is good that's a verse in the Bible you begin to drink the glory drink the anointing drink the wine you can drink the river of gold because it's all edibles in the glory it's a dispensary 
of glory. It's a dispensary of edibles that you can drink and eat in heaven when Moses brought the elders, which was the most mature believers of the nation, onto the mountain of the glory of God. They went across sapphire pavement and they ate physical food in heaven. Because God is interested in taking your physical brain into heaven through having fun. That's the purpose of redemption. Not just saved in this Gnosticism where spirit's good, flesh is bad, which is one of the most corrosive, corruptive uh, doctrines of demons ever made. Corrosive, corruptive doctrines of devils ever introduced into Christianity is Gnosticism. Which says flesh bad, spirit good. If you're not working through your flesh and the manifestations of the spirit through flesh, you're not saving two-thirds of yourself, which is your soul and your body. Your spirit saved. Don't let the Gnostic religious demon destroy you. Just the natural realm don't matter. I can just live like a sloth in a mess and then call myself a Christian. You gotta save your souls and your bodies with the energy of the joy of the Lord. He's perfecting your souls and minds to the same quality as your spirit seated with Christ in heavenly places. So in order for your soul and your mind to rise from the dead, to come out of the garbage dumps of Gehenna, which means hell on earth for the soul, you have to share with your soul the excellence of the spirit. This is an inside job. Lay hands on your belly and say, Holy Spirit in me. Save my soul. I open my heart to receive Christ through my spirit into my heart. And that's the four beating chambers of your soul. And from your soul, you pump the good news, the oil, the spirit into your brain. And you're covering your brain by whatever is in your heart. Amen. If you have an evil spirit, it's pumping bad news into your heart and covering your mind with doubt and unbelief. You're choosing your head covering. To have Jesus Christ written on your forehead, the mark of an overcomer, it's someone whose soul is pumping the Holy Spirit and the gospel into the four chambers of their soul and bringing different type of blood because blood is congealed light. The carrier of the word of God is your blood. It's a blood covenant. And the blood has to cover the doorposts of your mind. Your brain is covered in your belief system of whatever is in your blood. You want to change your blood, change your life by simply the Holy Ghost coming up into your heart. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, but I'm already born again. These were glory Christians, signs, wonders. These were drunk new wine believers. They were apostolic new wine. Do not harm the wine or the oil. Christians who have been discipled by the apostles of the glory of God and the eyewitness of the resurrection. And they said in the Bible that they had not yet let Jesus into their souls. I'm standing at the door knocking. Will you let me into your heart to change your blood and your soul to cover your brain with my name? which is deliverance. Hallelujah! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! (laughs) So, 
We know you got the fire insurance, but you might got a Gnostic demon in your heart. Which is that Egyptian hook that they used to mummify the soul why Christians die and have problems is because we believe things into our souls from the realm of the dead and departed spirits called the kingdom of hell and 200 million lying, deceiving demons speaking into our hearts of how we can't let the Holy Ghost rise up into the four chambers and change our blood and the record of the word of God in our blood to cover the doorposts of the brain with a better word. The blood that speaks a better word. What word is the blood going to speak when the spirit enters your soul out of your belly flowing rivers into your soul, the four chambers of your beating hearts? It's going to carry the gospel of the angel flying midair into your foreheads. And he's going to save your minds as saved as your very spirits through your souls. So salvation is shared with your mind through the four chambers of your heart. Because the Bible says in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, I'm standing at the door of your heart. If you let me into the four chambers of your heart, we're going to part in your bloodstream. Just say, there's a party in my bloodstream. Like a PMS party. Only in the glory. Amen. And men have hearts too, so there's male PMS. They've proven that. Moon cycles. Yeah, the, the male PMS is controlled by the sun. The female PMS... Is controlled by the moon. Did I, did I say PMS or penis? The moon penis. Well, let's, circum, let's circumcise it. That's the eunuch that killed Jezebel. That's the moon penis. But it doesn't have a... It turned into PMS, but then it became a eunuch. A happy eunuch. You know, you know you're in the glory if you're a happy eunuch. It was the joyful eunuchs that pushed Jezebel out of the moon and then she fell all the way to the earth and then dogs ate her. The hounds of heaven. Glory dogs. What's up, glory dog? What's your religion? What church do you go to? I go to the glory dog pound. I'm a member of the Glory Dog Pound. Amen. That'll renew your minds to a different type of doggy style. Which would be in the river of life instead of the perversion of the PMS of Jezebel's penis. Amen. You need that word tonight. You need that word tonight. Because people haven't dealt with the beast hormones and they, they shrink back and they don't turn it into something happy and joyful. It's just commanding serious chaste virginity through religious spirit. And they're under so much pressure to be perfect that I, what happens if I mess up? What happens if I... If I'm not perfect, am I going to go to hell? Is God going to kill me? You know what's going to go to hell and be killed? Satan, and you're going to be set free. <laughs> you're going to be so set free that you'll be happy in the glory. 
which is a demonstration of the actual gospel that saves the soul, not just the spirit. Hey. He's saving your mind. Your mind is becoming a wine cellar. When you go in, when you get steady doing what's right, when you get consistent, get pickled, get baptized. This is the baptism of wine that the baptism of oil, it's the baptism of living water, it's the baptism of fire, it's the baptism of gold. When you get consistent, when you get steady in the mind, then you don't have any more external control of outward things, of what any demon is doing, doesn't matter what's on the news. Most of you should just never watch the news ever again. And just delete every political thing on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. I mean, I'm telling you guys, for many of you, you need to do that because you're just so out of control. Being controlled by the world. Being controlled by the demons of the world. And you need to learn and be a disciple who's controlled by the kingdom and its power and its glory. I mean, it might take you five years. What are you going to do with not knowing world events for five years? You'll probably get transfigured. You'll probably actually become a disciple of the wine cellar, but you're so worldly and connected to the world that in a microscopic place of the planet full of eight billion people, the demon can orchestrate events and then just pollute everyone with ideas, even though 99.9999999% everywhere is just glory. And you're controlled by 0.0000000001 event on a microscopic microchasm area, like a total sucker of a demon spirit, and you have to get out of that control and manipulation of the fallen angels. It's microscopic what the fallen angels are doing, and it's gargantuous what the Holy Ghost is doing, but it's so out of proportion in the media that you're not getting the clear, crystal clear, sparkling picture of what the kingdom of heaven is doing everywhere! Everywhere! I'm pouring out my glory on all flesh! That is the news! That is the media! That is the mountain! That's the mountain! Shake these heads and get the devils out of them! Get the devil out of you! Get the sorcery out of you! Sorcery is the control of bad news! And bad news will be everywhere. Potent sorcery, Babylon the Great. Good news will be far and few between. Even the charismatic church will get political. We need to be political. I mean, we need to be serious and focused on the fiery darts of the devil, brother. You can't be having fun in heaven. We're in hell down here in the garbage dumps in our sour-minded senior prophetness. Oh, hallelujah. We forgot there even was a cup of joy, a cup. We need to take seriously the devil. You need to take seriously salvation again and again. More, more, more. We need the revival joy in the charismatic church, 
in the church that has some revelations of the glory. We need a revival and a focus and a recentering of our minds on the throne of God, whose glory never wanes, on the throne of the Lamb, whose glory never fades. In that place, if your mind is there, you'll never be wearing Satan's underwear. That's a big one, too. He's, he's selling them cheap on Amazon. Be careful. Clean underwear! We call them nasty pants. We call the devil Mrs. Nasty Panties. Always nasty. He is the dookie wipes of Amazon. Looks, looks kind of like Jeff Bezos. Only Spanish. <laughs> you need fresh Lamb of God wipes for your face hole to exercise your senses from any sourness and worldly control, idolatry, money, focusing on money to get distracted on success. You're not even successful. Just shut up unless you're focused on the glory. Get gagged and re-baptized. Some of you just need to put a 500-pound millstone around your neck and throw yourselves into the depth of the crystal sea. God doesn't even know what the heck you're doing. Don't even think you're being responsible for promises. And in the promised land, that's not how it works at all. Anything you get from God, if you don't re-sow back into God, becomes Satan like that. Becomes an idol. It's not a gift. It's just Satan. So here's what you gotta do. Rebaptize your soul and your brain with a millstone. You know what a millstone is? The preaching of the gospel from the angel in the mid-heavens. Every word tonight is a millstone. The cheese is millstone cheese. These, these ten cheeses, the brand of this cheese that we're sending to refresh you is actually called 500-pound millstone cheese. I don't know how that refresh. It'll refresh you. You know what I do? Because it's going to take the whole goat of taking the world serious and it's going to drown it in the kingdom dimension so you can take the kingdom serious so you're not completely and totally deceived about everything in your lying, whoring life. In your lying, whore of Babylon life. We need to take the soul. You know who the whore of Babylon is? Us whose souls and brains are outside of the baptism of the glory and we're going to take him down into the glory with a 500 pound millstone of the word of glory. The word of glory. This is the funniest, happiest thing of all time. The baptism of your brain. The baptism of the four chambers of your heart. Almost none of you have it. I can tell because there's just no joy. So we need a re-baptism. Listen, it's, it's not about just being a goofball. It's about being a glory ball. It's not just goofy. It's not just manifestations. It's living in the realm of the glory. It is the promised land. Your expression is going to be different than Jake's and Rebecca's. Your expression will be different than mine. Your expression is going to be your soul in heaven. And it's going to be you going wild, however you get wild, however you manifest. Amen.
Amen. Some of you, you're gonna just put on an apron and there's gonna be muffins coming out of your house like the Muffin Man. Muffin Man Revival. Others of you, you're gonna you're gonna start baking cookies and go into cookie revival. Some of you, you're gonna go in the backyard and build a shed in a tree fort that's gonna be straight out of paradise. You're gonna have a new business of it's building tree forts for kids in the region and go into tree fort revival. And you just birthed a $10 million business and your family is going to be upgraded beyond imagination into the house of your dreams. And this is how the glory works. It upgrades you in the child likeness of just getting undone from your soul and your brain. And whatever you like, your cares, your wildest dreams, they begin to just manifest out of your spirit through your soul and your mind. And it's since it's God and your destiny, because it's your spirit and your soul, it's the best part of the kingdom of heaven that only you can bring. No one else is bringing the tree forts or the muffins and the cookies. That's your calling. Your destiny. Amen. And so whatever your spirit gets wild in, that will be the manifestation of your prosperity. That's how glory prosperity works. If you're just serious in your head, you'll never get it. It'll be by some other means except by the sheep goat and later on you'll lose it all because it wasn't built by the Holy Spirit. You don't want to take that path. You can only legally hold on to what the Spirit builds, which means your spirit gone wild in the glory. If your soul builds it, it's just a matter of time before the Spirit will ask you to completely sacrifice every dollar in your bank account. Otherwise, you won't even go into the glory. You'll never have the glory in your spirit, soul, mind, and body, and you'll go to hell. You'll go to hell. That's why now you have to go to heaven and release heaven so it's built from heaven. Anything built from heaven will remain. Anything built from earth will be utterly destroyed. It is written in the Word. It's a covenant promise. But if we're earthly Christians, you're about to lose everything. If you're heavenly Christians, you're about to inherit everything through the baptism of fire which is the baptism of the living water as it was in the days of noah it's not a bad thing it's eternal jubilee of the manifesting sons of god like five people five people bringing global revival we owe mature ones who are they the ones who are the most misunderstood but joyful all the time the most consistent ones in the spirit Going from glory to glory with no cap, no religion, no control. Just in the wildness of the river every single day. Outside the four walls in the church, just like his first coming. It wasn't in the synagogue. It was in the river. Then it was in the open field. And if they ever did go to church, the Bible says they were kicked out. That's what the Bible says. When Jesus went to church, he was kicked out. Jesus is about to be kicked out of your church by your own spirit. So you never go to church again and your city and your 24-7, 365 reality becomes the church of your city, the church of the firstborn of heaven on earth. Amen. Amen. 
So it's not about going into buildings, it's about showing up in cities just like the first century apostolic witness of the glory realm of God. The Bible says in Acts, when they entered the city, the whole city earthquaked. Earthquake church city. We want to be a biblical church. We want citywide revival. This is what it's going to take. You're going to have to ascend in the glory cloud, ascend in the baptism of fire, which is not a one-time deal. It's called going from glory to glory for the last 23 years. That's my testimony. That's the baptism of fire. I was born in the fire, in the baptism of fire, and I've been growing in the fire from glory to glory, which is Shekinah to Shekinah, fire to fire, ever since, burning up my whole soul, my whole personality, my whole mind, my whole skull, to be sustainable in the heavenly Jerusalem in never-ending outpouring of the glory. That's how the glory works. Hallelujah. And it's the truth anyhow. Some of you just need to go get some cheese. And some honey. And this is one that you might struggle with. Kurds. <laughs> which is northern Iraqis. You're going to have to fly to Babylon and go get some Kurds. It's actually a people group in northern Iraq, amen? We got to go get Kurds to be biblical today. I'm flying into Baghdad in the glory. Finally, I can spend all of those dinars. I spent them on Kurds. Not in some silly fiat investment, but in the investment of storing up treasure in the glory realm. Storing up treasure in my spirit, growing in wisdom, killing my beasts. You see, that's all I've ever done is just kill beasts and build up my spirit. And it turns out if you do that, in the biblical precedent for actual discipleship and spiritual growth, all things are added unto you. Or we're about 23 years into it, 22 and a half years into it, about 222 today. I'm 222 in the glory. That's my spirit angel age. 222. True. I turned 23 in the spirit October 15th. So I'm only 22 years old in the glory. 2222. He still gave me the keys of David in my youth in the glory. He entrusted kingdoms to 10 and 12 year old boys like Hezekiah in the Bible. It doesn't mean you need to be 33 to rule and reign. Well, you probably can't be three. You know, you might need to be at least eight. Amen. And at eight, I would honestly say if you're eight in the glory, I'd give you the whole second heaven's rulership of the earth. Amen. See, it's all about your spirit's age. It has zero to do with the flesh. Zero. Jesus Christ said in John 6, the flesh counts for nothing. Zero. Nothing. You don't have an age in the flesh. You don't have a name in the flesh. You don't even exist in the flesh. This is stardust. It's, it's vapor. It's non-existent. It's false reality. It's shadows. Don't exist in the realm of the natural. Exist in the glory realm as an angel of God and grow there and you'll be revealed in the natural realm as kings and priests. That's what the Bible says. It's hard for me. No, you just are stubborn and you're an unbeliever and you never obey. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you, you, you just suck. <laughs> you're just terrible. <laughs> the stubbornness, it's like the Holy Spirit trying to save you and it, no, no, 
no, I won't do it. I won't do it. I'll watch Joel's bar. I'll go to Joel's bar. I'll watch the prophets, but I ain't changing. You're not getting me to repent, Brandon. I'll watch for five more years. Give me something external. Give me a list of to-dos in the natural realm. Just don't ask of me my soul. Okay, well, you're definitely going to hell. You are definitely going to eternal hell because you will not sacrifice your soul to the Holy Spirit who loves you so much who's trying to shake the demons out of you every day. Shake the mindsets out of you every day. Judas Iscariot did everything right just like the other 11 and died and went to hell permanently forever where he is being eaten by worms, tortured and tormented right now listening to Joel's bar in Hades. But he's still watching Joel's bar. But he's in eternal hell with Satan and his demons. Yeah, they make him watch it there because it hurts their feelings even more there. It's like when you go to jail, you get a TV, but they, you don't get a remote. And it's stuck on whatever channel the jail master wants you to watch. So like Bob Ross or whatever, you know, whatever is the most annoying, painful thing to put into your eye gates. Joel's bar in hell coming summer of 2022 every prison cell of every tortured victim of their own sin they're not a victim they deserve to be there they're going to be watching joel's bar in hell you know what we might walk through the graveyard and raise their bones from the dead the bible says stuff like that we might give them another chance to hear the eternal gospel if they didn't hear it maybe the bible talks about stuff like that is hell eternal for most some do come out of hell i came out of hell it wasn't eternal for me. Some people that die, that went to hell, come back and get another chance. That happens all the time. So forget your legalism and religious demons. I mean, God can do anything he wants. It's his hell. It's God's hell. Your belief systems don't mean jack diddly squat. You're an idiot. You're a wolf. You're actually a wolf. Trying to devour the freedom of the sheep. See, the, the sheep... When they grow up to be shepherds, they understand grace and mercy in God's nature, and they can go into hell and raise anyone they want to. I'll go, just for fun, some Joel's bar, we're going to go raise Adolf Hitler. Amen. Uh, tonight's guest speaker will be Adolf Hitler. Well, he believes now because I took him out of hell. He's in a very, very horrible place in hell. But now we're going to give him another chance because he never heard the gospel and he... His family bloodlines forced him into Freemasonry young, and so therefore he became an antichrist. <laughs> Adolf Hitler and Stalin were buddies, and so were Mussolini, and actually the Rothschilds and the, uh, the Rockefellers were all friends. They're all 32nd degree Masons and uh, 33 degree Masons, and they planned the world wars. They planned them as an offering for the red dragon, their father, in their Luciferian uh, Scottish Rite temples. So just be careful if you're doing business with the Luciferians. You just, you want to come from above, but some of these people are real sorcerers, especially in business and the Fortune 500 stuff and the money-making realms. You'll have to sell your soul in order to make money unless you get a revelation of the stuff and then you can conquer all of it and just take over like the CEO of New Jerusalem. But just make sure you're doing it through the kingdom means and not hell's means because this world hasn't been pioneered by the kingdom yet especially in the marketplace most christians are poor most christians are middle class and lower class and so they're actually fighting the rich people 
There are some rich Christians, but it's few and far between. It's very rare. Most of them are total derelicts. Most of them are total warlocks. Most of them are into population control. Most of them want abortion clinics in the ghetto neighborhoods to kill the babies because they're total racists. I mean, this stuff is planned and orchestrated, and they'll tell you in their politician lying suits that it's not. You know, I mean, they'll lie to you because they have no conscience because they're devils with skin on. And devils with skin on is everywhere. It's actually rare if someone has a spirit that can speak with a clean conscience. It's rare that people are not in animal form, bearing the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles. But as the glories poured out, people's spirits are going to come out of their caves. That's called the Great Awakening. They're going to come right out of their bodies and talk to you spirit to spirit. And you, you're going to have to be rock solid because it's your glorification of your spirit and the conquering of your soul and your brain that's going to bring their spirit out to talk to you through the false flesh. You know, it's false flesh. You're still going to have flesh. The flesh is going to be changed to be clear so you're not dealing with flesh, the false person, the false identity, the false uh, personality. The, all that false realm of the flesh is going to be burnt up, made clear through the baptism of fire, which is the outpouring of the glory of God. The overcomers release the baptism of fire upon the world. It's the baptism of the glory upon the world. If I'm going to pour out my spirit in all flesh, well, guess what precedes the spirit? Jesus Christ said, the fire does. So we've had the baptism of the spirit and we're glorious Pentecostals and I'm a Pentecostal. I'm a charismatic, but I'm also into the glory and into the fire because these are outer court, inner court. The, the king of Jerusalem runs the inner court and the outer court too. So if you're into the water, outer court, you're into the uh, Holy Spirit, inner court, now it's time to be into the fire, which is the holy place. The seven torches burn only in the holy place, according to the Bible. So you do have a progression of boldly approaching the throne of grace from outside the city gates, when we didn't know him at all, to inside the city gates, deeper still, into the fire, until we're completely transformed by approaching him in his fire, which is true love, first love. How close can you get to Jesus as you spontaneously combust? I mean, you will melt at a cellular level. And you say, am I going to die? And all the, all the dread champions laughing at you. And like, newbie, scallywag. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be laughing at you, not with you. Because you're totally clueless. And it'll be a laughter of love in the fire of God. And all of your little self-awareness and pains and wounds get just totally fried in the fire of God until you can laugh with the champions and the overcomers that were in Jerusalem long before you were. Amen. They just paved the way, the dread champions, the manifesting sons of God that have opened up the heavenly Jerusalem for every nation, tribe, and tongue to pour in to the glory. To pour their souls into the glory. It's a liquefaction. The Bible says the nations shall stream, stream, streaming into Zion. Nations shall YouTube live into Zion. Nations shall Facebook live into Zion. Nations shall, the word there, stream into Zion. The Holy Spirit is streaming you through liquefaction of just melting all of your religious garbage away from you to stream into the heavenly Jerusalem. Zion is a city in the mid-heavens of the angel-like sons and children of the resurrection. Your body is not going to go up into the third heaven. Not yet, at least. 
because that's not God's plan for this world. Your body, your soul, your mind, your brain is going to go up into the mid-heaven first and conquer the heavens and create a new heavens where the righteousness of God in Christ is released through your hearts outpoured in the mid-heavens of the angel of God in mid-air. It is written. It is written. An ascension into a city through the baptism of the fire of God, and you are already in the fire of God. If you've ever gone from glory to glory, even one degree, then you have already started the baptism of fire. You're already on your way. You've already begun to say, I've already started. Amen. I'm going to go to a new degree of fire. Yeah. Elevation worship. Which is one of the ten cheeses. Because it's cheesy. It's cheesy. Vessel worship, it's cheesy. It's one of the ten cheeses. You need cheese. I need cheese. I need cheesy worship. I watched Ruth Heflin 8 bit 1996 Atari Sega Genesis cheesy worship because I need cheese. It's the cheese of heavenly Jerusalem. Yep, 1 Samuel 17, 18, and take these 10 cheeses. Morning star cheese, Bethel cheese, Jesus image cheese, Red Letter Ministries cheese. There's cheese everywhere. Take these cheeses to the commander of their thousand and see how your brothers fare and bring some token from them. Bring some token. Bring some token. Give them some token, man. Toke the ghost. You know, 1 Samuel 17, 18, cheese and toke. Some cheesy, cheesy Christian glory and toke the ghost. And then... 2 Samuel 17, 29, honey, curds, sheep. I'm going to need a lot of sheep. One thing I got into is sheepskins. You know, after a, a long day in the priesthood of Melchizedek of burning human animals from sunrise to sundown, I like to take my shoes off and rub them on sheepskin. It comforts my feet. It feels like it pulls tension of burning human beings alive all day. Like Auschwitz in the glory. It just pulls the tension out of my feet. I'm like an SS officer. Song of Solomon. SS. Amen. And we need another holocaust of the glory. Which is an all-consuming fire. The word holocaust doesn't belong to the Nazis. Don't let the devil have any words. The Moffat translation calls the baptism of the Holy Spirit holocaustal. 20 years before the Third Reich. Get a life. I'm, I'm sorry you believe in Satan more than Jesus, that you give him whole realms of the Bible to the devil. You need to get born again in your brain. If your brain is locked up in the natural realm through bad news, the bad news comes from the bad guys. Stop believing in the bad guys with the bad news. 
you need to believe in the good guys of the good news, which is the prophetic word, the, the ability to redeem words. <laughs> if you believe these words belong to the bad guys, you're being ruled over by the bad guys. That's why it's an elementary thing to redeem curse words so you're not cursed by the bad guys. This is not a far off notion. This is basic redemption of your culture going into the glory. You gotta get over your culture, man. Dash the nation's Greek word cultures to pieces like pottery. You gotta come out of your American culture. <laughs> gotta come out of your American box. And it's a small box. It's an eagle box. It's a red, white, and blue box, but it's tiny. You need to come into the Zion box, the golden cube of infinite freedom and glory and blessing in the heavenly Jerusalem, the ancient culture of the throne room of Jesus and the Father. And just expand your heart and your soul and your mind to infinite possibilities of the glory realm. I'm coming out of my box. I'm coming out of my box. As an Israelite of heavenly Jerusalem. I believe you. There's enough cheese in this place. It's cheese of cows. Who knows why Samuel put cows in there? I'm sure there's some revelation on that. And it's for David. How many of y'all know you are of David in David's house since Jesus is the Messiah, the son of David. You are the house of David. You are the tabernacle of David. You are the tower of David. You are the Davidic lines of the Messiah's anointing. You are not Gentiles anymore. Anybody told you that? Galatians chapter 6, you are the Israel of God? That's what the apostle says in the Bible. You are the house of David. Now you're Mephibosheth. <laughs> Because the Gentiles represent Mephibosheth. We're the, we're the gimpy. We're the little gimp guy. Go find that gimpy, retarded guy that's living in the poorest area of Israel, which represents the Gentiles. So we're coming in to an Israeli inheritance, a Rothschild Jewish mafia inheritance with the Rolls Royce of Elijah as Mephibosheth in this place. Oh. <laughs> it's true. Mephibosheth represents the Gentiles getting the rewards of the table of the king of Israel, David himself, in the new covenant. So don't identify as Gentiles or sinners. You are at the king of Israel's table. And it's not just David at that table, but David's at that table. Solomon's at that table. All the prophets and kings and judges who loved the Holy Spirit, the anointing that was on their life in the Old Testament, Samuel is at that table. But so are you. You're at the king's table. You are at King David's table the day you first believed. That's when Mephibosheth was invited to eat the rest of his life at the table of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That is the, te the testimony of the church age of the Gentiles. 
Amen. And now we're going to be fully engrafted as the new Israel of God with David, with Samuel, with the Jewish race, with the Israel in the natural, as the Israel in the spiritual, as they embrace the messianic glory poured out on all St. Louis Park today. And all the synagogues, are they all going to embrace it? A lot of them are. The Bible says all Israel shall be saved. Romans 11, it is written. The messianic promise. This apostleship has been prophesied from many prophets going through the world and ending up in Jerusalem like Ruth Ward Heflin. 25 years in natural Jerusalem. I don't know if it's going to take 25 years. might take however long the harvest takes to get people revelated enough into an elevation where they can partner with the sons of God. It's taken us 23 years so far. If it takes another 23, I have nothing better to do. I'm literally excited every single moment, even if it takes another 223. I... I don't even care. I enjoy every moment in the glory. I never have a boring day. It's always maximum fun in the glory every day since I've been born again. Since I got born again in October 1999, I mean, it was paralyzed for two and a half hours. That was pretty exciting. Scales fell off my eyes. I saw in color for the first time. That was amazing. Audible voice of God. That was cool. I'll get you high. Oh, wonderful. 22 months in Teen Challenge. Internship there at Teen Challenge. Went on to staff in Minnesota Teen Challenge. Got to drive the van around like a bat out of hell. I would drive so wildly. Like Jehu. The Bible says Jehu drove wildly. That's one of the key characteristics is crazy Holy Ghost driving skills like a NASCAR super driver. It don't matter if you have a Bugatti or a Chevrolet. It, it matters that you're driving in the glory. That's what matters. Keep the main thing the main thing. I'm driving in the glory. You have fun on the roads. If you see anyone having more fun than you in the, on the roads, you're not driving correctly. Jehu drove wildly, the Bible says. He drove like a wild banshee. Wildly. Does that mean be endangering of other people? I'm responsible. You need to get delivered, man. You need to go up in a chariot of fire and get a revelation of having fun in the glory. You are way too stuck in your brain. Get delivered from your own mind into the mind of Christ. The whole spectrum of the rainbow glory has been released tonight in the personality of Jesus Christ, not Brandon Barthorpe, so that you could have fun in the glory of the same rainbow glory that Jesus is in to glorify your personality, to have exceedingly more fun all the time in the glory. There's only one glory. It's the glory of God. There's only one glory. It's the glory of the Lamb. There's only one bride in the glory. The ones that rise in the baptism of fire who enter the city of heavenly Jerusalem. There's only one city for the glorified people. That's why I know they're goofy when they're not in the same city as me. Because I've been here a while actually. So I can tell anyone who's gone through the actual baptism of fire. Most just fake it. Mostly just have a, pap a baptism of the Holy Spirit, Pentecostal baptism. And they haven't even begun in the glory. That's why there's no joy in their personality. 
The glorified personality, the joy, is the evidence of the wedding garments that you've gone past the Pentecostal baptism of the Spirit into the baptism of fire, which is the glorification of your soul and mind and personality, where the joy of Jesus' salvation beams through every layer of your personality all the time, and it cannot wane in ups and downs with external stuff happening to you. COVID-19 was the best thing that ever happened to me my whole life. My ministry intensified in glory 300%. We were given uh, RLM Africa. We were given an expansion and a, and a brother and sister church in Kenya. And we just multiplied through that whole time. We were doing works throughout all the nations. There were a two-week period where we were like the only church going live because you couldn't legally even broadcast and stuff like that. You think we care? You think I'm a person that submits to the fear of the Jews? Like, you think I'm a Nicodemus coming to Jesus at night? I've been in heavenly Jerusalem waiting on you guys for like decades. Seriously, this is the king of the Jews dimension called the throne of David in New Jerusalem. And you're all welcome to sit on the throne. I hope you do. Through the fire, through the sheep gate, through the pearls, through the living waters, through the feathers of your angels and working and partnering with your angels and growing from glory to glory with your own assigned angels. Not my angels, get your own angels. You're an army of angels individually when we come together corporately. It's a pillow fight of angel feather pillows. And it's so thick with all the angels and all the feathers of all of Zion in this place. All you can breathe in is glory. Psalms 91 glory. Overcomer's glory. Every single day and night and afternoon. I mean, it don't even matter what the flesh is doing. I'm dwelling under the angels. Psalms 91. Let's go. I'm going to read in the uh, Passion Translation for Brian Simmons' birthday. Happy birthday. Brian Simmons, you know, it's very rare, but there's a couple, Joshua and Caleb's, that didn't get bound up into the sourness of external religion during the church age and have transitioned into the Seventh-day Kingdom age. And we want to honor Brian Simmons as one of those Joshua's and Caleb's who's really pioneering it for the whole charismatic church in a major way. Happy birthday! 33 years old eternally. Amen. And Candace Simmons as well, bless you. Psalms 91 in the Passion Translation. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai. You ever read the footnotes? Footnotes, to put it in my redeemed culture language, is like smoking an eight ball of crack. I mean, I get bell ringers every time I hit these footnotes. I mean, there is treasures in the Passion Translation's footnotes. One of these days, you just sit down and read the footnotes. It's a feast of revelation. It is like the, some of the highest revelation of the word available in the universe. And that's just simply true. Shaddai is taken from a Hebrew root word, which means many expressive things. It can mean God of the mountain, God of the destroyer of enemies, God of self-sufficient one, God of the number of babies, and God of many breasts. Bob Jones, many-breasted one, El Shaddai. 
you are hit. That's why, like newborn babes, you need to suck on daddy's nipple milk. If you can't suck on dad's nips, pure spiritual milk, you got a problem. We have a problem here. Like newborn babes, they have to drink from the father's breast milk. Amen. You can get drunk too because there's wine in that milk. There's blood in milk. The blood of Jesus is in the milk. It's mixed in there. But that's how you get a foundation for the goodness of God. Is daddy's breast milk. Yeah. You, ha you clearly weren't breastfed long enough. You look at some of these believers, you can tell. You were on formula. That's why there's a formula shortage because it's time to be breastfed. On Father God's nipples. And he has unlimited milk for your mouths to drink pure spiritual milk. El Shaddai. That's my favorite interpretation of El Shaddai. The most controversial one, of course. We're just that tribe. We're just that, those ones. You are hidden in the strength of God Most High. You need to be, you have to be, when you interpret the Bible so wildly. Because they'll try to attack you. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold that shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence, he will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy and he will protect you from false accusation. Thank God. <laughs> oh, we need that. There's 400 million false accusations against me in the universe. Not just the internet. That's several hundred trillion. Because... They really don't like us, these fallen angels, because of what we do and where we are and where we're seated in our souls and our minds, not just our spirit in the throne of the Father, but our souls and our minds on the throne of David in heavenly Jerusalem. That's what makes us the arch nemesis of Lucifer and his principalities. And we don't lose. That's the other major problem is we don't ever lose. They think, they think you're going to lose because you're like a human like them. That sorcery might work on us in the mid-heavens, but we're in the eternal gospel. We're in the heavenly Jerusalem already. So no matter what they try to do to attack, attack our city enclosed. We're like a city enclosed. Jerusalem is like a city enclosed. And the gates of Zion are the most heavily guarded place of all angel armies. So anything they do, it actually just causes increase for us in the spirit. Like we used to say long ago in the drunken glory, Percy's on the payroll. The more persecution, misunderstanding that you get, the stronger in the weight of your glory, which is your riches in the mid heavens. Amen. You're going to need them in the mid heavens because you're going to be releasing 500 pound millstones upon the numbskulls outside the gates. You know why their skulls get numb? Because you're stoning them with the chief and corner stone, which I like to think of as a crack rock. And then you pour the fire on them and give them bell ringers. Wong, wong, and they start to hallucinate. It's like when the spice hits in Obi-Wan Kenobi, they're all just, ah, ah, He takes the spice, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi was released on Disney Plus, and I watched it last night, and it reminded me what a fleeting vapor life is. What a fleeting vapor that show was. 
it was like, did I even watch? I blinked and it was over. I'm like, what? Two episodes? That's it? It was like fleeting vapor Star Wars. And it's like, man, what am I going to do with the rest? I guess I'll watch Ruth Heflin. I thought we had at least a season of shows to enjoy. It was a fleeting vapor. It was gone and vaporized like an eight ball to your head in 20 minutes. Watching some little girl run around for a half hour dodging a master Jedi. It was like, I mean, it stretched me. It was like the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. And I said to myself, Disney's losing it. They lost Johnny Depp and the Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm going to try out to be the next Jack Sparrow. I'm going to send my angel to. Because we need help. We need help at Disney and Viacom. And uh, all these media corporations are so messed up now. You know, it's a... The problem is, is you got into Lucifer, <laughs> and not and not the bright morning star, not not the light bringer of the third heaven. They got into the deep of the second heaven stuff, and so they're defending their father because their father gave them those positions. So just understand what's going on here. If your father gave you a position, you'd be defensive of it too. But your father is not the devil. Many people grew up with the father as the fallen angels, and that's why they're so defensive. And that's why they're serious about it. You grew up with God as your father. Most people did not. So just understand where they're coming from because they're going to need a lot of healing when you had Satan as your father and everything you thought was, you know, from your father that was yours actually belongs to a different father. There's a wrestling in the personality. So, you know, you need wisdom in dealing with these times. You can be as joyful as you want against the fruits of the Spirit. There is no law. They need as much joy as you can pour on them every day. Be a witness of the glory and talk and don't be religious. Don't speak Christianese. Just have fun in the glory and testify to the heavenly Jerusalem reality and people just walk right into the walls. They don't need to go to your church. There's no church in heaven. They just need to go into the glory, the glory of heaven. Now they're in the church of the firstborn in heaven. And just make sure you tell them to download the Glory Life app and the Red Letter Ministries business app. Because a lot of people don't have revelation to sustain their encounter in the glory. So you have to keep eating from the teachings of the priests in the heavenly Jerusalem. Most people get so distracted if they're not eating heavenly Jerusalem food from the overcomers, guaranteed by default they're eating pig slop from a demon spirit somewhere and they're just checking their bank account and they think they're okay. That's You're not okay. You have to be eating from the heavenly dimension of the glory. Otherwise, all that you're gaining will be lost as the devils are judged progressively by populating heavenly Jerusalem. It's only a matter of time before the city gets big enough to conquer every city on the earth, which means anything that came in by other means of soul and flesh and brain and education and your... Your business degree, your striving, your energy, your human nature will all be lost. Babylon is going to suffer total loss. It is written, Revelation 17, the businessman will mourn and lament because she has been destroyed 
in one day. We're in that one day. It's the millennium day of those baptized in fire living in heavenly Jerusalem. And it's already begun. The day of the Lord, the seventh day, the kingdom age. You're in 6022 in the Jewish calendar right now. You are in that day. So now is the time to bring your businesses in the heavenly Jerusalem. Bring your entire families and everything into this dimension through the baptism of fire. All the teachings are there for the whole path, for your whole family and household to be saved. That's why I've recorded every step of the way since 2008 on video, because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. You need to understand God's ways are not man's ways. His ways are imparted through the gospel, supernaturally, through divine teachings from prophets and apostles who have pioneered these places in the headship of his body, the head of nations, for all nations to stream liquefied into Zion, the great glory harvest of heavenly Jerusalem. The harvest is into heavenly Jerusalem. It's a never-ending revival because you're going to be sealed inside the permanent resting place of your souls and minds in the heavenly Jerusalem, in the mid-heavens, by the gospel of the angel preaching mid-air. Amen. Amen. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. Psalms 91 is all about being sealed in the heavenly Jerusalem in the hundredfold glory prepared for you by the apostles and prophets. That's why judgment is given on account of the spirits of the prophets in the book of Revelation because they build the heavenly Jerusalem in the second heavens. Not on the earth, in the mid-heavens. It is written, I read it to you from the Bible, last night, get the sermon. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces. You can't at night nor have fear because you have conquered the heavens. The baptism of fire, the ascension through the fire of Jesus Christ from glory to glory is the conquering of all demonic forces who can no longer attack you as you rise. Amen. Rise, rise, rise. Receive fire and rise. Fire be poured on your heads. Fire into your mouths. Fire into your eyes. Fire into your ears. Fire into your souls. Fresh fire. Amen. Fresh glory. What is the glory? The baptism of fire. Fresh fire. That's how we stay in Zion. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you. Nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster on the earth. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Revelation 12, 12. We're not on the earth because we're in the heavenly Jerusalem of the mid heavens and you're going to go up there spiritually mentally, morally and physically and have celestial garments and you're going to rule over the earth forever don't you want the overcomers never ending party this is it being given to you by the word eat it, put it into your belly eat the word from heaven even in a time of disaster 
with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. Judgment upon Lucifer and his angels. Satan and his angels. I like it. what Jesus called them. Amen. <laughs> Judgment. They will be paid back, Satan and his angels, for what they have done. And they get paid back when you resurrect through the glory to glory baptism of fire into the New Jerusalem. And you're sealed in that place. Then they get repaid. They're not getting repaid while you're ascending. After you've ascended and it got sealed in the heavenly Jerusalem, then they get repaid. That's how it works. In the meantime, they got dirt on you. So if you, if they got judged, so would you. You got to get purified. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go. Just say wherever I go. There I am. Amen. <laughs> Write that one down in your notebook tonight. Wherever I go, there I am. Defending you from all harm. Father God jokes. Dad God jokes. Defending you from all harm. You will walk into a trap. Oh no. A glory trap. A booby trap of Father God's boobies. Amen. Lord, lay out your booby traps of pure spiritual milk. Traps that rapture and not traps that crapture. Amen. They'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness. Trampling every one of them beneath your feet. We call that fiercest powers of darkness sidewalk. Not even looking at them. They're just below you. Come on now. When you ascend in the fire of God, everything in the universe is below you. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place. Say, high place. high place. Heavenly Jerusalem. Safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. If you're in the high place. If you're in heavenly Jerusalem. And you will find and feel my presence. Even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glory hero. And give you a feast. The feast of never ending revival of heavenly Jerusalem. You shall be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. <laughs> fullness of my salvation. <laughs> And so the fullness of salvation is everything in your spirit 
shared with your heart and your mind and your body and your house and your city and your nation and everything else too in Jesus name so into the promised land give a offering tonight as you take heavenly flight and glory delight ask the Holy Spirit and give by revelation how you can partner with Red Letter Ministries tithes to Red Letter Ministries help this ministry and all of our works expand there's millions of possibilities as you bring millions of dollars into this apostleship as you prosper in your house bring your prosperity back into the priest that helped you prosper as you go from glory to glory give an offering and each increase of your house then you'll be most blessed financially as you honor the Lord with your first fruit of capital income it is written in Jesus name amen <laughs> a revival offering something outside your soul and flesh and your mind Tonight in the glory. My father is throwing a party. My father is throwing a party. My father is throwing a party. And he put a robe on my back, he killed the fatted cop. And he put a robe on my back, oh yeah. Now the oldest son is mad because I'm so happy. The oldest son's upset because I'm just so filled. But I'm just going to sing and praise God anyway. Because the father's working on him, amen. Oh yeah. My father is throwing a party. My father is throwing a party. My father is throwing a party. And I'm jumping in. Oh, yeah. My father is throwing a party. My father is throwing a party. My father is throwing a party. And I'm jumping in. Oh, yeah. My father is throwing a party. Throwing a party, my father is throwing a party, and I'm jumping in. Oh, yeah. Well, the religious don't want to come to that celebration because when they get there, our joy produces much frustration, but it doesn't really matter to me anymore. Sooner lay down, drunk on the floor, and worship the Lord in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes, my father is throwing a party, party. My father is throwing a party, party. My father is throwing. 